I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. One, two, three, four. Good morning and welcome into the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm National Recruiting Analyst Cooper Patagna, joined by 24-7 Sports Director of Scouting Andrew Ivins. And it's one of our favorite days of the year, ranking 2026 prospects the top 100 andrew loves it he gets in the in the weeds with it along with the rest of our team hudson standish gabe brooks they do a fantastic job but drew all kidding aside this is something that i think a lot of people would be interested once you pull the curtain back and kind of see all right how the sausage is made a little bit because it's difficult right we're talking about guys that are going to be sophomores in high school this year that have very limited game context what i mean by that is when you turn on the film there's not a lot to work with, right? And not, and, and a lot of these guys haven't been to camp, so you're dealing with a lack of information, right? There's an information void here when you're putting a board together for these guys that are 15, 16 years old. So, Drew, the top 100, 2026, you can find that later today on 247sports.com, or if you're listening right now, it should be out by this time. But, Drew, talk to us a little bit of, about this process, what goes into it, and you know, at the end of the day, when you're putting the top 100 together, what's the main goal for, for you and the rest of the team? Well, Coop, I don't know if I would say that I love the process, but someone's got that to do was, it. That, that was a joke. Okay. Dry, a, little bit of, a little bit of dry humor there. Yeah, I mean, this is something that 24-7 Sports has been doing since 2017, I believe. Um, let me pull up the list. I wish I had it in front of me, but... You know, there's a pretty strong track record when it comes to hitting on some of these. And yes, it is um, a lot of guessing, a lot of projecting. Um, you're not going to hit on everyone. But I think as we have tried to dial in this process here in recent years, I mean, we are pushing more verified data points to the top. We are pushing more uh, live exposures um, and we're really going around the country. You know, we are fortunate to have a network of analysts in all different pockets of not the world. I mean, we don't have anyone international yet, but uh, just in, in different states. And we start building out a list. I think I sent it out, I want to say, um, maybe at the end of the of this past season and, and, and names were added. And I think we got up to maybe 200 pushing 200 different prospects that had been identified as as candidates and then you try to whittle it down and and stack and and rack them and it's it's not easy um but i feel pretty good 
about this top 100. I mean, we try to watch as many of them as we can. I think another great event um, that I, I'm fortunate to have attended the past three years is the FBU freshman All-American game in Naples. Last year, it was like on the eve of the early signing period. Um, but usually a lot of guys that show up in our top 100 are at that event. And if you're looking, um, you know, Jaden Davis, the Michigan quarterback here in the 2024 cycle, he was the MVP of that game. Uh, or that three years ago, David Sanders, five-star offensive tackle in the 2025 cycle. He, uh, was a instant eye catcher at when he played in the FBU game. And then this past year, it was just talented. So it's a process. Um, you try not to go heavy on, on too many positions. You're trying to not load up on one specific state. Um, but again, you know, there's been there's been some su- success in the past. So I'll, I'll read it off. 2021, JT, JTT, um, who is looking like a budding star at Ohio State. He started off number one for us uh, in 2020. It was Brian Bersese, who was obviously selected in the first round of the NFL draft after a productive year at Clemson. The year before that, Kayvon Thibodeau, he was in the pole position. He was a top 10 selection in the NFL draft. And then Thibodeau's year, you also had Derek Stingley, Keon Green, Nolan Smith, David Bell, uh, and Owen Popoe. So that is what, you know, a, a half dozen NFL guys. I mean, it's basically the names you see on here, they're going to be some of the most coveted recruits, and there's a chance that they're going to be um, college football's next wave of stars. Well, let me put this into perspective. You said something a few days ago when we weren't on air that I thought was pretty fascinating. But, you know, you talked to a handful of personnel types at the Player Personnel Symposium in Nashville. And, Drew, I know you were asking this question and, and saying, asking the question, hey, is, is are there a handful of guys that you have your eyes on in 2026 that have maybe popped? The general consensus is no. That That's not a priority right now. And until they play that pivotal sophomore year, in terms of where teams see these players in the evaluation process right now, sure, you got a player like Julian Lewis that we're going to talk about here in a second that maybe has a, a very unique resume. Outside of that, we're still waiting for guys to not only physically develop but show up on the field as well. So a, a lot to transpire over the next three years. I mean, it's crazy to me that you said three years ago, you were talking about Jaden Davis. Jaden Davis still has his senior year in high school coming up. So Drew, let's make the introduction to the class of 2026. And at the top, Julian Lewis, uh, a name I just mentioned. If you're a recruiting junkie, then you're probably a little familiar with Julian Lewis. And Julian Lewis, a guy, Max Preps, freshman of the year, 14-1 14-1 and one as a starter at Carrollton High School in the state of Georgia. 7-8 ball, completed over 65% of his passes, 4,000 yards passing, 48-12 to 12 TD to INT. Drew, I think at the end of the day, when we were having this conversation, it was, man, this resume for somebody at, at 15 years old to be able to accomplish what he has accomplished on the field. And we've seen him live, I think, a, a handful of times, not only in February in Atlanta as well, but the Elite 11 Regionals. I mean, Scott's got the goods. He does. Um, and yeah, he was he was at the FBU game too, but he actually didn't play because he had led his team to a state title game appearance in Georgia's highest classification. I mean, you're talking about a 15-game season. We have some quarterbacks ranked in 
um, the 2024 cycle that haven't even started 15 games. So uh, Julian Lewis didn't play in the FBU game, but Cooper, you're right. We've seen him on the seven on seven circuit. We've seen him at the elite camps. And if we're really going to be front facing here, I think we came into this, um, the meetings for the 2026 cycle. I think we kind of just assumed, Hey, like Julian Lewis is going to be the guy. Um, I think he's got advanced field vision. I think he's pretty savvy in the pocket. He can throw on the move, um, you know, fine tune mechanics, snappy shoulders. I mean, there's a lot to like when you put on the tape. Uh, and then when you see him in person, I think the one knock with Julian Lewis is going to be that size. He's a shade over six foot, uh, 185 pounds. So he isn't the biggest individual. And I think that was kind of like uh, the, the one knock on him in this process. So we we came in expecting Julian or or as they call him, Juju, to be number one. Uh, but if again, if, if we're going to really, you know, open up the curtains, we did find a challenger. And, and that's the next quarterback, Jared Curtis out of Cooper, your new uh, your your new town, Nashville Christian High School. He finishes number two or, or I should say he doesn't finish. He starts at number two for us. Um, and these are really the two quarterbacks at the top. And I think what's unique about Julian Lewis and, and Jared Curtis is they're, they're two different types of players at, at this stage in my eyes. And I, I wrote in the in the story, you know, Julian Lewis has all the hype on the message boards, social media, but it won't take long for Jared Curtis to have that much buzz, I think, when it comes to fans and, and whatnot, because he is a, a talented prospect as well. Julian Lewis in stature is six foot and a half, 185 pounds. You get around him physically. He looks like Drew, and I'll, I'll say this like he's going to play a lot of football at Carrollton. He would be the guy that you could say, okay, I could see that player reclassifying, right? Just in terms of the reps getting on the field early, level of competition. I think that's something that Julian Lewis, maybe that's a conversation down the line. But Jarrett Curtis, 6'3", 215 pounds, got to see him Elite 11 Mississippi, at least on tape. He's like the big elastic arm in the pocket, can play off platform, make a lot of different throws, really good when it comes to the improv part of his game as well. He is a super fun evaluation. And for a guy that's 16 years old, obviously going into his sophomore year, there's a lot of polish and a lot of development that is yet to take place. But Jared Curtis is the guy, Drew, for me, like truly in the sense of the conversation, this one was, it felt like a 50-50 toss up, right? When you're talking about these two. So this is more, at least the way I see it, a 1A, one, one 1B one type of situation. These two are, are going to be linked, at least in the short term, as we kind of see these guys through the fall and how that plays out. Drew, outside of the quarterback conversation, three through five, can we can we talk a little bit more on on Jared Curtis? You know, you said a bigger frame. I, I would agree there. I, I think what's unique about him, his ability to the vertical shots, and he connects a lot on them. I had a Power Five coordinator tell me uh, that they thought the workout from Jared Curtis was some of the best stuff he has seen from like one of those Elite Eleven regionals. I agree. Um, and just talking with Steve Wiltfong, our director of recruiting, about. Jared Curtis and his rise, uh, you learn that Jared Curtis hasn't been playing quarterback all that long. This is a kid that grew up playing a ton of different sports. I think he was a competitive cyclist at an early age, but he was a running back until about seventh or eighth grade. Um, then the coaches made the decision to put the ball in his hands. And um, so Julian Lewis, I think it's kind of like a, a, a 
quarterback protege. I think Jared Curtis is just now learning the position, and he's more of, from what I've heard, I haven't had the chance to talk with him, kind of more of a, a country kid that's going to ride some four-wheelers on the weekend. So I do think these guys are they're going to be linked together for a while. They both come in with an initial grade of a 92 in our rankings, which is pretty soft, but they, they are the only – 92s for us and I, I to me like just kind of different players I think Julian Lewis is is tailor-made for a high volume passing attack right something where they want him to be a point guard of sorts move him around get him in a rhythm that's what he did at Carrollton High School I mean you're talking over 400 pass attempts I mean the ball is consistently in his hands Jared Curtis on the other hand in my eyes I think he can fit a variety of, of different offensive systems. You know, he has he has clips of him working under center. I said he's good at pushing the ball down the field. I think he excels at hitting timing rate, timing based routes over the middle. So when you talk about the schools involved with these guys, it'll be interesting to see who kind of pivots where. I mean, Julian Lewis. I've heard some some USC smoke as of late. He's been to Georgia multiple times. LSU involved in that recruitment. I think Lincoln Riley and that offense would make a ton of sense for Julian Lewis. Uh, Jared Curtis, on the other hand, he's been to Florida State. Uh, Georgia's in there. I think he's more of a I don't want to say pro style guy because he is a plus athlete, but um, you know, I, I think he could be plugged plugged into different systems. Whereas maybe Julian Lewis, again, I think he's going to find the most success in a pass happy uh, passing attack. No time to rest when it comes to quarterback recruiting. I mean, you're talking about 2026 already. I mean, we're talking about the two most legit arms in that class. Long, long way to go. And Drew, I mean, who's to say there's not going to be another name or two or three that emerges in the process when it comes oh, to got, quarterbacks as well? I got him. I, I mean, I think we finished with nine. In the top 100, probably a little bit more than I wanted. But Landon Duckworth out of Alabama committed to South Carolina last weekend. I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. you got Will Griffin in Tampa. If you're looking for, I don't know, like a Tim Tebow mini, he kind of reminds me of that. But I'm, I'm sure we'll introduce more of these quarterbacks as, as we move forward. But right now, Jared Curtis, Julian Lewis, well ahead of the rest of the pack. Well, we got some time, so we're going to start with it. We're going to start with the top five. You got the two quarterbacks there at the top. Drew, three through five, Lamar Brown, the offensive tackle from Louisiana. This guy, two-way snaps, impressive. Only 15 years of age. We'll get to him in a second. Another guy from Louisiana at number four, that's Jakeem Stewart. Probably one of the more intriguing evals of the guys in the top five. And then Kendra Harrison out of North Carolina. You talk about a super freak. I mean, this is a guy you want to get familiar with already. Out of those three, we'll touch on every single one of them. But is there one that you're like, man, I'm the most excited about this guy kind of going forward? I, I think it's Lamar Brown, right? Um, doesn't have a ton of offers yet. I mean, this, this should be a 40, 50 offer kid. And, you know, prior to arriving at the player personnel symposium, I – we we had him peg number three, right? He was like number three for us. And then we discussed in the previous episode that player panel and, and all the scouting directors and the general managers just talking about the offensive line. The entire time I was kind of thinking when that discussion was happening about Lamar Brown, this is a kid that's at uh, University Lab in Baton Rouge. So, I mean, talk about a layup for Brian Kelly, but he's a two-way player, uh, a little bit lean now. A shade under 6'4", 260 pounds, but from a 
uh, body control standpoint, how he recovers, his quick feet, it's all there. And then you toss into the fact that he has 35-inch arms, and it's like, okay, this guy checks box after box after box. I'm really bullish on Lamar Brown. I think he could play up and down the offensive line. Like, is he going to be a left tackle on Sundays? Probably not. But I think he could be a swing tackle. I think he could play both guard spots if you needed. And he posted some some clips to his Twitter uh, from spring football practices there in the boot. And man, just the way he moves, it's it's a lot different from others. That's what you want to see. So I'm I'm excited about Lamar Brown, and I think you are as well. He's just a puppy, right? I mean, I think the only knock on him is that if, if it's even a knock for a 15-year-old, I mean, he's he's a shade under 6'4", he's hovering around 260 pounds, he's six foot five wing. You mentioned the 35-inch arms. He's got a lot of room to grow, but the biggest thing is, is when you turn on the tape, you talked about the two-way snaps. I mean, Maybe maybe I'm reaching here, right? But and I know it's early, but I, I kind of saw a little bit of Emory Jones, right? Especially in terms of the frame as well, can play tackle. You mentioned maybe maybe his ceiling is is inside, but I think he 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 has so much physical growth ahead of him. It's kind of hard to tell what he's going to be. But in terms of the player, I thought he was one of the more polished players in Nasty. this crop. Yeah, Nat, for sure. And and you talk about a guy that understands space and timing and at that age that is not something you see a lot of so i'm excited about him and you know the other thing to mention here drew is you know jay nosberry might not be that that great of an example here but he went to university lab right he's at notre dame dylan moses was the other uh, highly rated player a few years back that ended up going to alabama now in the nfl that was one that a lot of people considered, hey, he's right there on campus. And if you don't know anything about University Lab, it is literally on LSU's campus. I mean, you could throw a rock at it. That's how close it is. And sometimes I feel like there's a little bit of fatigue, especially with the guys like Lamar Brown that are going to be highlighted at such a young age. They're either in it or it's saying, you know what, there, there's got to be another opportunity for, for me somewhere else. LSU obviously going to be involved with Lamar Brown at some point. And Drew, I, I think it's safe to say a lot of other programs as well. So a little bit of a storyline to, to put away for now, but we'll see how that plays out in the future. Drew, the other guy from New Orleans at St. Saint, Saint here, Jakeem Stewart, and man, what a freak he is. Six foot six, 260 pounds, 80 plus inch wingspan. You talk about a guy still figuring it out, not a ton of tape to go off of. We've seen a little bit. But I think this was a guy that was named Alpha Dog at multiple camps, right, over the offseason. And you turn on that combine tape, there's not a lot of dudes walking around his age that can do what he can do. Yeah, and he was the Alpha Dog of uh, the FBU All-American game, which is a freshman All-American game, which is a full padded event. I mean, no one could block him uh, constantly in the backfield. So we got that live exposure point. And then Jakeem talking with Brandon Huffman, our – national recruiting editor. He was at the Oregon Saturday Night Live camp. He said Jakeem Stewart was probably the best big man there. Um, and, and this is a kid that's been going around doing the camps for a while, just hasn't played a ton on Friday nights, but I still think we feel good enough uh, about what he could become, that we rolled the dice and and put him at number four. You listed off those measurables. I mean, those... <laughs> I mean, if this guy was like a senior in the in the in the 2024 cycle, our jaws would still be kind of 
you know, dropped for him. And, and then you mentioned the fact that this is just the class of 2026. Obviously, he's big. I think it's the way he can he can bend um, and come around the corner. That's what really stands out to me. And you can, we could say this for all of them. I mean, he's just a puppy. We'll, we'll know what he looks like in a few years. But probably the one of the top five, you know, you don't feel maybe the most comfortable about just given the lack of of context. But we've had those ex- exposure points. And it's not just one person. Uh, again, it's it's our team of people that have seen Jakeem, whether it was in L.A., uh, you know, whether it was at one of these college camps, whether it was at the FBU game, we've seen it. We've seen a bunch. It feels like a strong year in Louisiana, right? I mean, even with these two in the top five and like I said, long, long way to go here. But Lamar Brown, Jakeem Stewart, if you want to play some early bets on where these guys will finish, those are two really safe ones in terms of the upward trajectory there. So let's talk about Kendra Harrison. You're going to give him a shout out, right? Absolutely. I mean, he's he's hard not to admit. And for us, Drew, this this almost serves like let's let's get ahead of this as much as possible. But Kendra Harrison, I mean, you talk about another guy, six foot seven, right in that range, um, and a guy that's at 20, 21 points per game on the hardwood, fifteen rebounds to go with it. I think he trained with USA Basketball at some point as well. Um, that's a shout out to Hudson Standish. There, he already has a Florida State basketball offer. But you turn on the tape, and it's not like Sometimes I think we get a little bit fixated with what they do from a uh, multi-sport standpoint. This guy, two-way snaps, really coordinated for his size, right? And you look at him at tight end. I don't know if he's going to be a tight end in terms of where he might grow over the next three years or so. But I love the way he moves for his size. He doesn't look like a basketball player playing football. This looks like a guy that has played football for quite some time. So in terms of the physical ceiling, Six foot seven, nimble, strong athlete, good hands, can high point. Who knows? He might be a defensive end as well or a defensive tackle, depending on how he grows. So it just depends. But like you talk about the process of us being so early, putting this top 100 out, top 100 list out. These are the guys you want to bet on, right? I mean, at the end of the day, these are really good case studies for us to go back and say three years, hey, what happened with this guy? How do you develop? But a lot to like about Kendra Harrison. I don't know if he's going to finish number five, just positional value and, and whatnot, but this is one of my favorite prospects in the 2026 cycle. And I'm going to, I'm going to say it. I mean, he is Darnell Washington 2.0. And I know we talked about Elias Williams in the, in the class of 2025, who was committed to Georgia. Um, he has some shades of, of Darnell Washington, but, but Keandre is like a reincarnation. And I think what is unique about him is he is already working as an inline tight end. He puts his hand in the dirt. He moves people out of the way. Um, I'm just worried that he might not play football. Like, I think there's a chance he might just play basketball. Visited Wake Forest two weeks ago. I didn't even know that like August was an open period for basketball teams. I guess is they offered on the spot. So he's got Texas A&M hoops offer, a Wake Wake Forest hoops offer, um, and then a Texas uh, and then a Florida State one as well. I think some of those are dual, but like Wake Forest offering him as a a freshman kind of speaks to his potential as a basketball player. Um, I think ESPN has uh, Kendra in their top twenty five for the twenty twenty six cycle. You mentioned the the twenty one and fifteen on the hardwood. Do yourself a favor. 
find his his Twitter, find some mixtapes on YouTube. I mean, this guy is a high flyer that can dunk. So a little worried there, but man, as a football player, I love him as well. Needs to progress as a route runner. I mean, it's kind of like the same scouting report as Darnell Washington. Kind of rounds it out, but huge catch radius. Can adjust to off-target throws. Uh, when it comes to blocking, has to dial in the technique. And I think that was kind of the narrative with, with Darnell as he left Georgia. Like, he's just a big dude. Um, and and I, there's a chance he could grow into an offensive tackle is basically what, what I'm going to say about him. North Carolina's got him on campus a bunch. Uh, FSU's got him on campus. I mean, he is already wanted by many. But um, another, again, he, he's probably like my favorite guy in, in this top five. The um... – the name that instantly comes to mind, not only because of geography, but because of the two-way athlete, especially basketball, is Julius Peppers. And if I'm Mac Brown and I'm that staff and Pat Suttis over there running the recruiting department, that's exactly the message that I have for Kendra Harrison. I can't remember the last time we had a, I'm not sure what the rankings would be, but a top five prospect on on the hardwood that had legitimate, like legitimate early offers in basketball from those type of programs. I mean, every every basketball school you just mentioned is legitimate. Like those aren't those aren't like, like schools you scoff at. Right. Those are those are legit programs in the ACC. So that's going to be one to watch. Um Kendra Harrison, Darnell Washington, strong comp. But here's a here's a good thing about that comparison, right? There's not a lot of guys that look like Darnell Washington. So when there's one within the neighborhood that has that same kind of athletic foundation. It's it's somewhat but, of a layup. But Darnell was also like a double-double guy and played defense. I, I agree with you. Harrison's like defensive tape is 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 good. Like he changes directions, hawks guys down. I, I think he had over 50 tackles uh, in sacks. And like Darnell was the same thing. Like I cut like very, very similar in terms of the profiles. It's not like we're like, hey, six six. Oh, Darnell Washington. Like, no, like. It's, it matches up kind of perfectly. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Drew, I kind of want to give you the floor here outside of the top five because I don't I don't want to get too carried away outside of the scope of the top five, right? Because it is early. A lot of things are going to change. If you've been following the rankings process over the last two years since Drew has been in that chair and since I've been right there, right along with him, this is a fluid process. We are always very quick to preach that. So a lot of things will change over the next couple of years. But names outside maybe the top five that you're like, okay, I'm – I'm really, really excited to kind of continue to monitor this player 
over the next couple of years and maybe see what happens with them this year. I mean, I could go on for 40 minutes. This consumed uh, my my life. Um, well, let's 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 make it easy. Let's 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 whittle it down to three. Okay, I was walking the dog, and and this player comp came to mind for me. Uh, Anthony Jones, they call him Tank. He is number seven for us. Kid out of Mobile, Alabama. We saw him at the National Combine. We're like, I don't know anything about you, but I can tell you, you are going to be a dude. And he is a dude. 15 sacks as a freshman, also plays some tight end. Won a state title in the shot put as a, as a ninth grader. Um, we went back and forth about listing him as a linebacker and as an edge. And I think me in the 11th hour, me and Gabe Brooks are like, all right, let's just make him an edge. This kid reminds me a little bit of Dallas Turner. Um, and, you know, that's kind of a loose comp. But I think there's some similarities there. He already holds a bunch of SEC offers, um, but certainly is going to be a, a big name where, where schools continue to – prioritize him and and he's been a bunch of places but I think he's one of the best when it comes to attacking the corner and, and, and getting home so Anthony Jones is one um uh, we should probably mention Chris Henry Jr who's at number eight he is the son of the late Chris Henry former Cincinnati Bengals wide receiver he has committed to Ohio State he committed at the end of July while he was in Columbus close to six foot five 185 pounds uh, 123 inch broad jump, two way player as a freshman. I I actually kind of get a little intrigued by what he does on defense, but he's obviously headed to play for Brian Hartline. He's going to catch the football. Um, just a, a a special athlete. Kind of Cooper, you, you mentioned it on a when we were discussing who was it, Mylon Graham or, or or someone like kind of a body that like Ohio State doesn't have in the room. I, I view him as a, a 50-50 jump ball winner on the outside uh, and, and and someone like that's where he's going to spend a lot of his time. So um, I had a comp there too. Our boy, to our, boy our boy T-Mac at Arizona. Yeah, you I know, like that. that yeah, because, you know, you go back and you go through the evaluation with T-Mac. That was one that really flirted with – five-star status at the end of the day we kind of went back and forth on him uber productive at Servite, but he was just volleyball background i think the biggest thing was we questioned the speed a little bit um but the body control catch radius ability to go up and get it were insane and you kind of see a little bit of a little bit of that with chris henry jr i agree that's that is a that is good one and his sister we didn't even know this as we went through the whole um assembling this list i found out this morning his sister's committed to play basketball at ohio state she's a, a senior and um hard to find some women's basketball rankings but I, I'm, from what i can gather she is pretty talented so um two two uh of, of chris henry's children will be in columbus in the coming years the last one i'm gonna highlight is also in the top 10 and then, I, and then i'm just gonna rapid fire some names that have notable bloodlines blaine bradford another kid out of louisiana Safety. Um, he's at where is he? Baton Rouge Christian, I think. I thought it might have been Catholic. I could be wrong. Give me a second. Yeah, yeah, ba yeah, Baton Rouge Catholic. Tom Loing tipped me off to, on this kid, uh, like back in man, like September or October, and he is one of my favorite watches. Big battering ram of a safety you know he's six foot one 195 pounds i would assume 
there's a good chance he's going to probably grow into a, a hybrid player of sorts or maybe even more of an off-ball linebacker. Um, but this guy, like, rolls his hips, and he is a heat-seeking missile as he flows downhill. Notre Dame's involved. He was at LSU spring game. Um, just just one of my, my favorite players. I, I think he's someone that will likely remain near the top for us. Also a baseball kid. He's got footage of him out there, like, knocking balls outside of the park um but he's 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 a fun one uh, and you want to talk about early story storylines like notre dame seems to have made him a massive priority and um you know are they going to be able to pull him out of essentially lsu's backyard so that that that's another one as well i don't know if you have any any thoughts on him I like him a lot. I'm 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 with you. I think playing safety on tape, I think weak side linebacker is his future if he just continues to grow. I mean, he's already 196 pounds floating around 200, right? So and I applaud Notre Dame. I mean, listen, if you're going to go into Louisiana, you better go guns blazing and you better go early, right? That's the only way to do it. Get him up to campus, try to get hooks in him. You know, the other part it, that I would be intrigued about is how legitimate of a baseball prospect is he? Right, because I think that could potentially play into his recruitment as well. But um, no, I liked him. I mean, th this is one of those guys, Drew. I mean, I think from everything we've seen, turn on the tape, verifieds are where you want it. Um, plus, plus athlete, the, Drew, the the player that I'd be remiss if I didn't have you bring him up that I know you love because you you just kept talking about him was Tony Cumberland out of Arizona. Yeah, I mean that is a gamble, man. I'm, I'm, I don't want to say we're all in because there's plenty of time for for things to change. Uh, just interior defensive lineman, one of my my favorite watches. Um, not a lot of information out there. Did some did some digging, some some contacts in the desert. Said that Tony Cumberland. I mean Arizona had a an elite camp. He was the second best pass rusher there, and the guy that was number one was Elijah Rushing, who's a five-star for us in the 2024 cycle. Uh, basketball player, you talk about spatial awareness. I, I think he is someone who can carry 280, 290 pounds. I, I am a big fan of him, and you know, it, it was it's a bit interesting to see Arizona, you know, with with a player ranked that high. But I keep kind of hinting at it. I'm under the impression that the level of talent in Arizona continues to improve as as people leave the West Coast, as, as they leave California. What do you have? 22 tackles for loss, 17 sacks. Um, I'm a big fan. And then, Coop, I know you want to wrap this up, but I think it's always fun to talk about notable bloodlines or, or some familiar names that people might know out there. Um, at number 29 for us, you have Justice Fitzpatrick. He is the younger brother of Minka Fitzpatrick at St. Thomas Aquinas. I was talking to some STA players recently and I said, like, who is your top freshman? And they're like, it's justice. It's not even close. He's going to start for us. St. Thomas Aquinas will be on national television in a few weeks. So um, if justice is anywhere close to what Minka was, I mean, he's going to be a pretty dang good one. Uh, Devin Carter, his son is committed to, uh, he's the son of Dexter Carter, excuse me, committed to Florida State. We have him 36 overall, wide receiver out of the state of Georgia. We're getting this, old, Drew. I, I mean, if, if anything, that this is yeah. what this part of the show is reminding me of. KJ Britt 
his brother, Keenan Britt, at Oxford High School in Alabama, number 68 for us, front seven defender. KJ obviously went to Auburn. I think he's now with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We are we are fans of him. You also got Jonah Winston, younger brother of Jameis Winston. We list him as an athlete, number 77. He plays at Hoover. Might be a quarterback, but uh, all the footage of him there at quarterback is him just running around. And then, and then finally, I think one of the u- more unique bloodlines and another guy we're kind of calling our shot on here is Jet Washington, wide receiver out of Bishop Gorman High School. Got a few a few series on varsity last year. I like the tape uh, as a wide receiver, also plays defensive back. Jet Washington is the nephew of the late Kobe Bryant, um, and his dad also played at um, Virginia. So the uh, connection there is his mother, uh, six foot four. 183 pounds, 4-3 in the shuttle, and then he dunks on the hardwood. So those are some difficult or some different bloodlines out there and some some notable names. Drew, I applaud you. It's not easy to get a, a handle on the class of 2026, yet you and the boys find a way to do it every year, bloodlines included. Last name I'm going to mention, Drew, Jackson Cantwell. Right now, the, the guy that we have highest on the board when it comes to Offensive lineman listed six seven three hundred. I mean, he he is barely fifteen years old, but this is a guy thirty one inch vertical. He's got four seven three in the shuttle. He's got the track and field background as well. He's got a little bit of a hoops background. I believe his dad, right, Olympian in in the shot put. Yeah, I call him Mister Olympics, right? Uh, Nicholas Harbor in the twenty twenty three cycle was talking about making the Olympics. Uh, Jackson Cantwell might legitimately make the Olympics. He is there in Missouri. You're right. Dad took silver in the shot put at the 2008 Beijing Games. Mom qualified in the shot put in the 2000 Sydney Games. Jackson right now, he's got a 64-3 shot put uh, on record that ranks 18th nationally for high schoolers, regardless of class. Like That's insane. Yeah, he will be a two-sport athlete, and he probably will have a chance to make Team USA. And then when you talk about the football player, um, the tape is is pretty legit, and he camped at a few different schools, some SEC powers I asked around, and he is legit is what, I, what I've heard on Jackson Cantwell. And he's already got a goatee, too. I don't know if you saw that, but he is, uh, he's got the jump on us. What's unique is dad attended Missouri. He's in Missouri. Carl Reed, last podcast episode talking about the NIL situation. Eli Drinkwitz, or whoever is there in, in 26, could have a franchise left tackle on the way. Yeah, they better start saving right now, man. That, that one, that's going to be a couple years out. But, Drew, any, any final thoughts on 2026 before we get out of here? No, I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad it's over for you as well. Good to have my buddy back in the saddle. Guys, for 2026, the full top 100, you can find that on 247sports.com. You can also subscribe to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast on Spotify, Apple, wherever you find your podcast. Also, make sure to leave a review and a rating on there as well. So for Andrew Ivins, producer Lance Glenn, I'm Cooper Patagna. We'll see you tomorrow.